This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar. The freshest 50 hip hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Welcome back to another Swans Cast podcast, everyone. And we've got guests coming um, quite, quite often at the moment, especially during the World Cup and the off-season of the Swans. And I'm delighted to be joined by... Jonesy, as it says on the screen, or Jack Jones, as some of you might know him as, um, part of the band Trampoline, uh, who obviously local to Swansea, for those of you that might be aware. They recently opened in Swansea Arena, so the brand new spanking venue we got at the seafront, Jack was the one that opened it up for you all. So thank you very much for joining me, Jack. I'm really excited to have you on. Oh, Luke, it's an absolute pleasure. Pleasure to talk to you. I've had your beautiful tones soothing me many nights now so it's nice to i'm wow. sorry i'm sorry to bring my own uh tones to it but there we are don't be silly if you your poetry you're definitely <laughs> gonna be you're definitely gonna be soothing a lot more people than i am but i'm yeah oh, very yeah. nice to hear that you actually listen as well i didn't realize that you didn't yeah. even, um, didn't know that but that's that's really good to hear so thank you very much but we'll get into all the swans because obviously you're a massive swans fan and maybe even we're within the club at some point which is something we'll discuss later on but i do yeah. want to open up with what you're doing at the moment obviously you're part of a band trampoline mm. um i did tell you beforehand like i wasn't fully necessarily aware of everything you're doing with the band until i started doing a bit of research obviously with you coming on and opened my eyes a little bit i quite enjoy some of your stuff and it looks like you're really on a good trajectory upwards at the moment and some exciting stuff going on so we'll get into some of those things that you've done from from when you started and to where you are now with your fourth album um but first of all, I just want to introduce your one of your newer singles, so called Thinking Again. Uh, you can maybe tell us a little bit about that in a second, but I want to play for the audience a little snippet, if you're happy for me to do so. I'm very happy for you to do that, okay. Luke. I'm very as well. Yeah, I actually, I listened to this song the first time the other day when I was prepping, and it's now on my playlist, so everyone can have a little listen. 30 seconds clip coming your way. She's got me thinking again. Blood, black blood, 
really enjoy that drop to the chorus. I had to get it into the clip, to be honest. It's like <laughs> my favorite part of the song, I think. But um, yeah. So do you want to tell us a little about a little bit of the inspiration, how how the process of writing, or like how did thinking again come about? Um. Well, I think lyrically, I think lyrically, it was um, I started meditating recently. Okay. After I had COVID, I um, I was pretty pretty rough like uh, with my mental health the first time yeah yeah and um like a lot of people were probably and uh when when you start to learn up to meditate you start to notice your own thinking and uh then i was so so the song was kind of i was thinking oh it's a bit like you you think you're thinking about thinking and you're thinking about thinking then you're unmaking the thinking you're unmaking the unmake of your thinking you know it was just yeah yeah all this kind of um process so i was that was kind of what the verses were about and uh she's got me thinking again and and all this kind of thing but then um the little drop bit that you're talking about the red mud black flood i was actually um at a friend's house actually pete pete doherty's house and um in france and um we were just sat watching cnn <laughs> and it was just round and round and round we just watched the news goodness knows why it was either that or the simpsons and there was like one bit about climate change and how the how um the world was falling apart and like they said and it actually said on the news about red red muds and the black floods and i just literally took it from the news bulletin that's crazy how you get like you just everyday stuff like watching the news and you get inspiration for lyrics that's uh i just like obviously i'm i'm not really musically like that myself don't do any songwriting but like to think like that like that's quite it's quite cool that's that's a sweet way to put it yeah i see i'm i'm the bane of a lot of my friends and it's quite creative isn't it you're just always thinking like outside the box with everything you see in front of you mm. i like to ha- like to i just basically think about it as a kind of having a huge bank of like um things i can always go to if i'm looking for a, if i'm looking for a little space that needs a word or anything like that yeah. so i'm always writing and always collecting i suppose as a way to describe yeah. it and I think it's quite relevant now. I was going to touch on the poetry later on, but I'm guessing your sort of love of poetry and that sort of thing as well helps with maybe songwriting and lyrics and it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, I would say they do go hand in hand. I would say at the beginning of my songwriting life, I suppose, or life in songs, um, I was I was more much more about kind of the melody and um i really struggled with the lyrics actually it was um i used to repeat a lot of phrases and um usually found it very rigid in what i was doing it was it was difficult for me to to change what was what i'd come up with on the moment yeah and um and also when i first started um listening to music and stuff i didn't actually really listen to what the lyrics said a lot of the time it was more about the frenetic meaning so at the beginning i was i was a lot more that way inclined but then um when i moved away from swansea it's a funny thing like when i moved to, to live in london when i was 18 
I um, it's funny the place where you've left all of a sudden. You, I started to identify with it a lot more. Yeah, and because um, you're out of there, isn't it? So everything's different all of a sudden. So yeah, you're missing your home comforts, and then that's kind of what was made you. Yeah, absolutely. And then I started to realise after I moved away that one of the things that I remembered most about my life was Dylan Thomas and about how his words were everywhere yeah. when, I, when I was growing up. It was like, I hated it, actually, when I was growing up. I was like, oh, bloody hell, who's this? Well, in who's school. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you have to? Like, who is yeah. he? What English have I English lessons and all that, yeah. Yeah, I really was like, I had enough of it. I was like, thought, this is rubbish. And I think he went to Bishop Gore, didn't he? Or I don't know I if it so. was. Yeah. So that, yeah, I think, I think so, somewhere local. Which is the same school I went to. So um, I don't know. But then um, I, uh, I just, start, just started to find, you know, I was a young writer, if you will, trying to find my way out in the world. And um, I didn't have any... Uh, footsteps to really guide me yeah i felt like there was not really anyone from swansea who who'd been alive recently that i that i knew was living the life that i was kind of going for yeah but when i looked at history i could only really find dylan thomas to as a kind of anchor i suppose and and then when i started to read his words i would notice little bits about swansea and then it, and then all of a sudden I was counting syllables in rhymes. All of a sudden I was reading bloody Shakespeare. You know, what I mean, I went, I went so, so method actor on it, and um, I was it. It now I, it's the way I identify with the world. I, um, I think it's brilliant to be honest. It's uh, <laughs> and 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 I I think well I've li- I had some of your stuff on Spotify. I listened to a bit of the stuff you did in the arena and it definitely comes across I think in your performances from what I've seen but I think that adds to like maybe your band's identity a little bit and you're from Swansea and you're kind of taking a little bit of that into what you're doing as a band yeah yeah that's completely that was the I'm not sure how intentional that was at the start but it seems like completely the right thing to have done now because um yeah I did want I was I was very at the beginning of the band on the first album I was very determined and focused I wanted spoke I wanted it to be a band like a rock and roll band with spoken word as well I thought that's that's cool that's that's what I am if yeah. that's what I am and if I am the, myself to the nth degree um at least I'm putting it out there being me then Gonna, people can either love me or hate me and um i was actually a bit scared at first about putting out the poems and um i was a bit nervous because i didn't want i didn't want them to be have any music with them at all i was like there's a phrase that dylan thomas used to say all the time to his actors the radio um people who would say his plays they would he would say love the words love the words and so it was like when everyone would say at the beginning to me, oh, I'd only put a song, some music over that poem. I'd just be like, no, love the words. No, love the words. So I was quite, maybe a bit, bit too tunnel-visioned 
to be honest, at the time. But I, um, when you compare the first album to the fourth album, but uh, the um, I think I'm uh, going off track here a little bit. No, but it's, the- it's 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 fine. It's all a journey, isn't it? Like yeah, it's, it's your journey at the end of the day, and. If anyone does go and has listened, if they're already a fan or does decide to listen, perhaps they can see some of your journey and how you've changed through the albums with yeah. what you're trying to say now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, the first poem I put out was a poem called Artwork for Youth, and it was about all the all my friends I went to school with. And my mum was mortified by this poem. <laughs> Absolutely mortified. <clears throat> Got a feeling I've heard this one. Is it where you uh, name drop a bunch of people and you say all the little? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was listening to that. Um, yeah, I can imagine, I can understand why she was mortified. <laughs> she was like, "How do you expect me to go to Tesco? What if I see Alex Wilkins' mum?" What about like, all the other mothers? How do they manage it? Yeah, I love to hide. I love to hide in the fruit and veg. She said, "But um, That's brilliant." <laughs> but in the end, I the people who were in that poem. Um, I haven't spoken to them all individually, but uh, over the years, as the poems kind of got more infamous, I suppose that them, they've people have from it have come forward and said they thought it was funny, you know, and and that kind of stuff. It's not. It's trying not to be offensive. It's just very real, I suppose. I think it's one of them, though, isn't it? Like you're not there to offend. You just you're talking about your life a little bit, your experiences, yeah. childhood, and. I guess, you know, I don't see any reason why you need to be offended from it. It's just a memory, really. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. And that's yeah. and that's hopefully where it's settled. Because yeah. at the beginning, um, at the beginning, I was a bit nervous about uh, coming back to Swansea and getting my head kicked in by... Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be coming back, you know, as like a bit of a an icon. <laughs> and it's only going to get better for you, I'm sure, um, as you continue to progress in your career now you're talking about the beginnings and, and obviously some of your early work there so i do have a question because obviously you call trampoline i believe mm. there's a little bit of a story behind the name yes there is i um i really wanted a a band name with three syllables because um we were lots of other uh we had so many other band names i mean and uh, I hadn't. I didn't feel like I'd really picked any of them. <laughs> Fair enough. And you picked, um, the, you picked the one that stuck. Yeah, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> eventually. And um, uh, with this one, I, I knew I wanted like my some of my favorite bands had like three syllables, like The Beatles or Oasis or Nirvana. I noticed that they were all three syllable words, and I, this is kind of in my obsessive poetry reading counting stage which is probably leads a lot into ocd which is i i struggle with a lot my counting and the poetry but anyway that's another thing um the name and uh i was reading a book by um a singer that probably not many people will know uh, a guy called julian cope i don't think i know him (laughs) he was in a band famous band in the 80s called teardrop explodes and um he's a famous kind of like ever some people think he's like a casualty of acid but but he's uh but i think he's some sort of like kind of maverick genius basically and um and i like bands that take their names from 
like uh like songs of other bands and other artists like like even radiohead is a talking head song and um and he uh so he had so he i thought that he was a bit of a cool cult figure to try and um to try and bring some attention to possibly and uh um we had a list of name list we picked there's a list of his song titles and um a list was given to me by a journalist actually he was a really really um close friend of mine and almost like a like a i don't know like another i suppose he's been a spiritual guide and a bit like a dad sometimes to me uh, a guy called Pete Perfides and um he had like a list of these song titles and on it was one of them was trampoline and the other one that Wayne wanted to use actually was lunatics with fire pistols <laughs> a slight difference yeah <laughs> but um so we weren't sure what name to pick and um we were bat fighting it out for days and days and then we walked into a, a club one night like a cool east london uh kind of in dalston which is this kind of hip area of london where, where, which we didn't fit in at all but we used to hang out when we moved there and we walked in we were playing mr kite by the beatles and the first line is da -da -da -da, tonight there'll be a show on trampoline by trampoline and then the three of the three of us walked in as he said it and it, we looked up and we were like okay the name has to be trampoline john lennon's telling us so <laughs> So then, from that day on, we were we were trampoline. There was no stopping us, really. No, that's great. It's, I think having an origin story for you, the name of the band like that, is is pretty cool. Again, as to the identity and your story again, which is which for me is quite interesting. I've only obviously looked at it the last couple of uh, days, but really intrigued now. So yeah. I just want to ask then: There's a couple of you in the band, yeah. Um, yeah, and I believe the drummer left and come back as well at one point. So I was just yeah. going to ask, who is in your band with you? How did you meet them? Um, I did see, was one of them a link with football as well? Yeah, yeah. So um, the other two boys, we started the band together with the lineup that it is now. And so that is uh, Wayne Thomas, who plays um, bass and kyle mr williams who plays drums piano and violin and um well how would i so yes there was a we started the band when we were probably about 14 15 maybe um and it does link into football because um i met wayne first uh so i was let go of um let go of Swansea City um, Academy probably when I was, I think it was under 15. So yeah, I was 14. And um, a lot of League of Wales teams, I think, kind of um, look for look at those players. Yeah. So what happened to me was I was let go by Swans, but I was scouted by uh, Slesley. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So at Cross the Bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Across the bridge, so, and I was, I was obviously devastated when the Swans let me go, and um, but then the, this guy, he was called Bill, uh, Bill, Mo Billy Morris. I remember, and um, I was feeling like an absolute uh, a dog, you know, feeling really bad. And he said, "Oh, you know, they don't know what they're missing. You're a great player. Come, uh, come, come and train with Leslie." 
and I was like, okay, great, I'll come and train with Slashy. And uh, at this time in my life, I was um, having trouble in school, a lot of trouble in school, and um, uh, I had uh, just been expelled from school for jumping on my art teacher's car in my box shorts, screaming what? that I wanted to be a woman. What was the car? Oh, it was it was a golf, mate. Oh yeah, I got a golf. <laughs> yeah, but I sat <laughs> on the bonnet, and the bonnet just went. <coughs> oh God. And after she'd sent me out, I wouldn't draw Van Gogh sunflowers or something. <laughs> this story became kind of infamous. And uh, and when I got to fo- the first football training with Leslie, uh, we were asked to pair up. I like, you know, find a pair or whatever. And, I, and um, the, other, the only other lad that didn't have a partner was, was Wayne. And... Uh, he had somehow heard of this this story about me. People were probably talking about it, and uh, and he was like, "Well, anyone who wants to do, I want to hang out with anyone who wants to scream on a, on their art teacher's car. I'm down. I'm down to hang out with them." And I was like, I took one look at him, and Wayne was like a beast of a man when he was fourteen. He hasn't grown or changed a bit, and he was like, he had loads of he had hairy legs, and I was like, oh great, if I hang out with him, I might actually develop into some sort of puberty so it was a very symbiotic um symbiotic meeting and actually um wayne was a brilliant footballer he was playing for wales and um cardiff but he actually preferred playing for Slashley. so it was a strange one he would he played for them instead and um what would happen with um with Wayne was that he uh, he would just um, kind of do whatever he wanted in training because he was like uh, the best player. So I was just flattered that um, he he wanted to to hang out with me. And uh, the strange thing, other strange thing about him was that he um, he was he was a bit of a punk, yeah, which is very unusual for a kind of football boy. They were more kind of into. R&B or, you know, some yeah, of them yeah. are Oasis and all that, but... Um, yeah, it's like my PE lessons in school, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like that. You're the same lessons as me, probably. And um, and he... Uh, sorry, I've totally forgotten where, where I was then, but he... Same yes. Wayne. Oh, yeah, yeah, so he... Um, uh, what was I going to say? Right, yeah, I've forgotten. You, you were saying about him being um, a little bit... Oh. Of a punk. Yeah, what what um so but he'd started playing guitar. That's what yeah. I was mean. So um, so he'd started playing guitar, and randomly, when when that whole episode had happened in my schooling, my father, who I wasn't living with at the time, you know, was uh, uh had bought me a guitar for Christmas. <laughs> wow. And he'd said um something on it. I heard school isn't going so well. Maybe time to think of an alternative career. And obviously, I'd never touched the guitar, but Wayne was really into playing, you know, punk songs and into no effects and all these kind of things. And um, and he said, "Oh, do do you play guitar?" And I had just said to him, "The guitar was in the house, but I'd never even touched it." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, play guitar. I'm, I'm brilliant on the guitar." <laughs> and uh, and then he said, um, "Oh, 
Really, really great. Yeah. Well, why don't you come to band practice? Can you play Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine? I said, yeah, I can play that. I play it all the time. And then he said, oh, great. So I've got like a little, I have a little band practice, little ga- crew gathering, you know, on the weekend and come down, we can play some music. So that was a Tuesday and I got home that night and I I had to learn how to play the guitar and learn how to play Guns N' Roses by the weekend. And obviously, I couldn't couldn't learn that song in the first few days of my guitar, so I was totally found out. But um, that was kind of how I started to play guitar, actually, because I was just kind of desperate to be his friend. I find it quite crazy how, like, <clears throat> getting kicked out of art classes resulted in where you are now in terms of your <laughs> band and learning to play the guitar, all coming from that story that got to football training in Italy, like a smad. Yeah, it's, I've never even thought about it that way, mate. I've never even talked to anyone like this, actually. Oh, so. It's really interesting. Um, yeah. And and you're talking about stuff as well, like, you know, the school you said you went to, um, people listening might be you know quite relatable to that in terms of some of the stuff you're saying. Maybe they'll know the teacher who knows in it. But yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe they've heard the story, eh? If it's, if it's been if if they it's have famous. Been. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, so your first band uh, released in 2017 from Swansea to Hornsey, your first like full uh, album, yeah. your first yeah. album, yeah, yeah. Uh, in that year as well, you also supported Liam Gallagher, I believe, yeah, and, we... and the Libertines or Peter Witty was it as well at times, or you met them? Yeah, that would have been. It might have probably just been. Would we have supported the Libertines? Yeah, it probably would have been trampoline supporting the Libertines a couple of times, probably. I think probably first on a couple of times back in 2017, yeah. I was just going to ask, like, about this is perhaps your big beginning as a band and your big first album, like, any yeah. highlights? So, like, what was it like during that time? And, and sort of how did you come, come to support these guys like Liam Gallagher? Uh, so, crikey. So, I think our first single came out in uh, 2013 and when we'd moved to London we'd kind of like our flat we'd like changed into this we were obsessed with kind of Andy Warhol and his factory and we thought oh you know what we're gonna go to London turn our flat into some sort of 24-hour artistic hub we the living room was a uh rehearsal room poets were invited painters were invited uh, everyone was just invited to come and have a mad thing we banned the internet which is a stupid idea you know <laughs> but um because i would think to myself it would have been amazing to have filmed that part of the journey because yeah. it would you know it would have been totally mad so there's no like nothing no footage or nothing of any of that no, no footage that there's a little bit of footage because there's a guy who um broke the rules <laughs> yeah there was a guy who saw us play. i mean we were like feral children we were comp- we were like I, I honestly can't believe it when i look back the kind of drive and determination i must have had to kind of go there but they we were playing gigs and um some guy it was a film like a documentary filmmaker saw us play so and he, he was he kind of became obsessed with us and he uh he filmed us, he must have come round and filmed, you know, days and days. So there is footage of it. I just have no yeah. idea. 
Well, how, how would get hold of that, wouldn't it? Yeah. And um, so what we put these, we kind of living together. We um, we're putting these uh, singles out. And what we did, we had like mini albums, and we're kind of like going around London, going around places, just playing and playing and playing. And we thought we were being cool and mysterious by not having a online presence. When I think, really, it held us back quite a lot. When I look at it now, we should have just started building then, because the sooner you start building, yeah. better it is. I think back then it wasn't like, in hindsight now you can look at how big social media is and TikTok now, for example, yeah. is huge. Um, if you knew that information back then, perhaps you wouldn't have made that same decision. But yeah. I can understand why at the time in 2013 it wasn't necessarily the be all and end all to be big on the internet, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, you, that's a, it. Felt like we were. I still felt like it was all going to come crashing down at one point. Yeah. Time. But um, crikey, it's gone the other way, like completely, isn't it? But um, yeah, like it's it's mad. You've got to be everywhere now to, to yeah. get any sort of like traction. Yeah, and you're gonna. I mean, it won't be long till we're just inside these things, man. Yeah, the yeah. VR and uh, all the metaverse and all that sort of stuff. That's uh, yeah. Are you into that? Up. Um, I I look into it from the outside. I've I've I'm not like fully involved, but it's interesting to see where it's going. I think it's the early days, isn't it? It's like, oh, what's going to happen here? But because yeah. um, oh, it's something interesting on the tube when I was last in London, they're going to use it in schools. Yeah. So they're going to like instead of like when you go to history lesson. Um, you can be placed in the middle of the Tudors like yeah. in VR. <laughs> they put you on, and you're going to be in the Battle of Hastings. You know, what I mean? yeah. And you're bloody going to remember that, aren't you? Well, that's going to be quite bloody as well, I'd imagine. So, yeah. <laughs> I like. Well, I think that's crazy. Yeah, I think that that's so. Literally, like, be putting on a time machine. It'd be quite cool. I mean, maybe that would people who are not so interested in those sort of things would all of a sudden, yeah, enjoy I, it. I, um, I, that they'll make that that's going to be a bit of a game changer for it it might because it's still on the fringes the metaverse yeah. thing isn't it it's quite interesting to see where it could go i know they can use stuff in like they can practice in hospitals and stuff the doctors can use it to practice surgeries and stuff which is helpful yeah so there's a lot of good uses coming from it i think it'll be an interesting technology to to watch maybe from a band perspective you could do yeah. a game at, from home when everyone's in the vr and watching live as a little bit of a marketing like thing yeah completely i mean that's Maybe it that's... Your, your expenses would just get cut in half wouldn't they yeah yeah that's, um if you take that idea now you've got to give the credit yeah. now joking and <laughs> is yours mate 10%. Yeah, yeah. 10%. But yeah so so in your house in london you obviously got this big art um everyone yeah. artists musicians we, um, uh, yeah artists. so we have all this going on and um and then eventually, uh, um, I met uh, Pete Doherty first. Um, what happened was, I think it, around 2015, we realised we had to come online. I think yeah. it was there, somewhere around there. And um, I, the first thing we did was started uploading videos to YouTube. So um, we had... Uh, couple of songs maybe you do nothing for me my bourgeoisie girl kind of the early kind of raucous trampoline songs and then we decided to start putting out the poems so it was like 
uh, it was very, very confusing, I think, for a lot of fans at the beginning, because they were like, why the hell is this band releasing poems? It was like, didn't make any sense. And um, we'd play live and I'd start doing a poem and everyone would be like, shut up and play the guitar. And then this kind of thing. Um, but what changed things a lot was, I mean, the, the views on YouTube were tiny, man. They were like 800, no, 80, about 80 or 90 views, not 800, sorry. It's tough on it, YouTube sometimes for the... Um... Yeah the way it works with like the algorithms yeah, yeah yeah and um uh but randomly i think because the guy who was making these videos was a guy called roger Sargent, who had done lots of photos of the libertines and um we i'd met him when i was roadieing for, for an irish band called the stripes they would like just sign this big record deal and they'd hired roger Sargent to take their photos to get them in the enemy and this kind of the enemy was a thing back then. I mean, yeah. but um, the, uh, so I met him and he shot some videos, and I don't think he sent them personally. He never sent them personally to Peter or anything. But what happened was Peter was looking through, flicking through YouTube because he used to just love flicking through YouTube for hours, and somehow um, my poetry videos popped up on his feed. So out of the eighty views that had been, he was one of them. He was he was one of them, and uh, multiple ones apparently as well. <laughs> That's so, the important ones, though. Yeah, exactly. So, and then uh, a few months later, I was invited to um, the Libertines were playing a show in the Dublin Castle in London and in Camden. For anyone who doesn't know, in North London, and uh, and I was introduced to to Peter. In fact, I just saw him, uh, I was sitting on the curb, actually, outside the venue, not really sure what to do with myself. And he just came up to me and he started narrating my, the poems to me. So, um, That must have been like quite a cool moment to experience. It was, it was, so, it was totally surreal because um, uh, I think the poem, it was Poundland, which... Uh, which he knew, but also a really obscure poem called Health and Wellbeing at Wood Green Job Centre, which is like five minutes long. Like, just about me talking, describing my life going to the job centre in Wood Green for years. And um, he, he came up to me and he was like, so open your eyes, picture the scene, this health and wellbeing workshop in sunny Wood Green. <laughs> and, um, and it was... Uh, yeah, it was odd, really, because uh, I was aware of his music, obviously, and um, I don't know if you can swear on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. But, but Forever was the first song I ever learned to play on the guitar. So it was, um, uh, uh, it was interesting, and um, um, he invited. Cool, yeah. Yeah, and then what happened was, I think maybe he saw a bit of his younger self in me, and um, and in him, I uh, I saw someone who had kind of lived lived the life that um, not that I'd maybe wanted for myself, but he'd been the um, 
he'd achieved the success that I dreamed of having. I, I Somebody to look up to that similar yeah. and maybe give you a bit of direction, perhaps. Yeah, and like I never had a big brother. Yeah, you know? and um, I think there's a lot of my relationship with Peter, which feels like that. I've seen some video. I think you've done something like this with him or so on YouTube, and uh, seems like you have a really good relationship now. Yeah. He's, so that was like the starting point, and you've just gone from there, really. Then, yeah, he's, he's absolutely hand on heart. I'd take bullets for him, knives for him. He's, you know, yeah, one of the friends in the world. And um, from there on, really, we just kind of we were driving, we were going long drives across Europe, um, reading books, reading poems, writing songs, and uh. It was really the start of our relationship, really. And um, he in, uh, invited me along. The, him and Carl actually invited me along to um, to be the Libertines tour poet. So when they were doing their big tours, I'd come out on stage and I'd do like Poundland and Ketamine and Artwork of Youth and To Be a Libertine, these kind of new poems, and introduce the band. And... Um, and then what happened was the poems became more popular than the songs. So then when, when Trampoline started playing gigs again, then people the didn't... Around. Stop playing the guitar, start, start playing the poems. Yeah, exactly. So everyone, everyone was really confused by that stage. I'd done, I'd, if, it, if you had a business plan, like to try and make... I'd, it was probably the, the, the most poorly constructed <laughs> you know what i mean I, all i'd done was confuse the hell out of my audience but um it was just being me so i couldn't uh um you've just got to be tough though haven't you i think that's what at yeah. the end of the day people want to come and listen to your work and and see you do what you, you do the yeah. best thing for you to do is to be yourself because that's what you're selling you know, yeah. that's what makes you different from watching any other band and other musicians or anything is this the stuff that you do that's unique? And and what we mentioned earlier about all the Swansea stuff, the poetry, I think all combined, it makes you quite, for me, I don't think I, I know any other bands or musicians are, are in that sort of category or do something similar. So I think that is unique. And I think that's definitely something that sells you, really, as 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 a band and as a, as a songwriter or singer, musician. No, that's, that's sweet of you to say, man. That's really cool. I mean, yeah, you just go along and follow your instinct and this is where we are if that makes sense we're here together today me and you yeah like, living yeah exactly <laughs> living the dream yeah <laughs> so obviously that's kind of like the what was that sorry do you want to go into that the liam i suppose i've mentioned how we met liam yeah go on yeah yeah tell us about liam because i think <clears throat> um well liam from oasis isn't it so yeah i, I like back back in the day i think oasis were quite quite big and yeah, I know a lot of people still wanted to get back together, which perhaps we, you know, it's not for us to say or whatever. Maybe you got insight on that, but um, yeah, it'd be good to hear how you managed to support on on Liam Gallagher. Well, yeah, so I think after um, all the Libertine stuff, and uh, consequently, Pete, I became Pete's guitarist as well during this whole phase. Yeah, and Phil is guitarist, as far as I know, actually, <laughs> um, and that's like six years now. But um, so there was the Libertines thing, me playing guitar for Peter, the poetry in the band. They kind of there's a little bit of hype about the band. 
all of a sudden about two uh, before the album came out 2017 so it was like uh people were starting to take a little bit of notice i suppose about the band at this stage and this is where probably the most flukiest bit of luck ever happens so wayne obviously has got a job in in a pub in north london uh and randomly it happens to be like one of Liam's favorite pubs. <laughs> so that is that is big coincidence. Then, yeah. yeah. So what's happened is is and he's, Liam's been going there for years. Wayne's been working there for years. So even before Liam's great comeback, yeah, him and Wayne, a very not like you know Wayne is Wayne. He's so like blasé about people, like famous people, even people he admires. He's you know, he, he's like, he's very standoff, the matter to him, you know what I mean? And uh, I presume that maybe Liam respected that about him over the years that they've been seeing each other off and on in the pub. And um, and then I'd met him a few times as well, went up there and met him a few times. And um, it was just kind of nice. It was... Um, he was always really kind and really supportive. And then um, when he was, you know, doing his big comeback or whatever, he um, he asked Wayne. He asked Wayne uh, in the pub, literally, you know, would would you would, would you be up for supporting me on on the tour? And um, we were like, "Are you kidding me?" Of course. So um, can't say no to that, can you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure whether Wayne used to put on the music, the band on in the pub. And Liam used to hear it a bit now and then. So he went up to Wayne and was like, is that your band? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And, I thought, and he's like, oh, that's cool, man. So I'm not even sure if that's true or whether Wayne made that up. But, um, <laughs> but um, We'll go with it. We'll yes. Yeah. So from there, and then I... Um, I, I I mean, I've I've spent quite a few nights with, with Liam and... Um, He's a bit. Uh, uh, he's such a. It's, it's a strange thing because, like, he's. Um, I think depending who who you who you speak to, uh, a lot of people who know him would say he's like so, so different to what his persona is. You know, he's like yeah. unbelievably loving, like uh, and kind, and you know these. Uh, just a very zen like as well very you know very calm very uh composed um i remember we were all uh drinking in the pub and um we were all drinking shots and uh we all had like shots of sambuca and like we all necked our shots you know i hate sambuca yeah i mean and he yeah. but he would he'd be sipping, he'd sip a shot and he was separate shot for like an, an hour or so and i was like wow that's interesting because he stays in control unlike me who drinks and um yeah i mean I, I, another thing is too i kind of my relationship with liam in that when i met peter i wasn't drinking and um it was kind of uh it was kind of it was good because i was always very very present for our conversations and or our 
our work of you know but when yeah. i met a few years later and i was on the wagon if you could say or off the wagon i don't know how to describe it so like there's many many nights with liam where i would have, would have been nice to stay up playing songs but or something like that but i was completely off my nut to be honest and uh I was trying to feed like raspberries to his cat one night and then the other night I, and then another night I was like playing guitar upside down with my head on the ceiling and then um you know and then another night I was like walking out of his house lost my shoes in his house you know what I mean it was like it was like we, uh, we still we still talk to him after that so it can't be that bad yeah exactly no it's all good and I, I speak to his uh, Debbie Moore his partner because she's she's kind of like really helped out the band trampoline and and debbie and katie that is the two sisters the guaithers the powerful guaithers that control the music world especially the rock and roll end of it but um uh yeah so they, they i stay in touch with them mostly liam's uh kind of in his own i suppose in his own world and it's hard to to get inside that really it seems like only his um his girlfriend and her the sister are the only people that really know that well. I, I would yeah. I would. Say. But you, you have you had some good times with them to talk about some of the stories are quite fascinating. Super, uh, kind, super kind to us. I remember you know loads of you know all those kind of pep talks about keeping yeah. going, about advice, you know these things and. Uh, yeah, exactly, and just you know just the fact. When you get a kind of endorsement from someone like Liam, you get to even just to play a gig with them, it just uh, just opens up your world a lot. Yeah. So we had that happen with um, uh, round about the time of Swansea to Hornsey, and then it got in, it got like really great reviews in Q magazine and Enemy. It was like so it was a kind of a bit of a cult album, I think, at the time. Really, it was like number ten in the. Yeah, I saw that. The, oh, like, the, 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 um, the Telegraph indie chat or something like that. Yeah, it was like um, you know, we were never we've never troubled any until our third album actually. We'd never really troubled any of the charts, the prop other charts. But this was like, we we were surprised to even see us in any chart. Do you know what I mean? It was like crikey, you didn't realise there was that kind of thing. That uh, yeah, well, the internet obviously. It, <laughs> you know, you need to, maybe for the fourth one now. Um, obviously, you've done. We talked about the first one there. You've done two in between, and I want to skip, perhaps skip a little bit. But you've got the yep. new one coming out next year. In, yeah, um, I've got a little banner actually that will tell me. So your new um, album. There we are. Rules of Love and War coming out. Is that March the sixteenth? That's the date I got given. That's correct. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and you're, that. you, you've got a tour coming in April as well. So um, I think I got yeah. some of the dates if you want to want to talk about any of those on on this little um document i got given so going to places like glasgow newcastle nottingham manchester leeds bristol swansea and london yeah in your tour yeah that's um, pretty... swansea is bunkhouse for anyone that is interested yeah that is on the 6th of april which is a sunday oh is it i didn't realize it was sunday oh well there we are sunday the 16th of april yeah, um exactly pretty much uh sold out as well i'm doing a i'm doing a um i think the ones that are pretty much sold out are london manchester and swansea and we're you, doing... add, you add more on after that or is that is that kind of it I, no no i think um i think the plan is loosely that um we might do something in november after the festivals fair enough, fair 
we're doing we're doing a kind of independent music week tour in february as well because we we haven't um had a chance to play for so long you know it's like this is our first tour since for three years now because of covid and stuff isn't yeah. it? yeah so it was um we wanted to get out to as many places as we could as as we could really yeah. rather than like bigger gigs in just one place it was like let's see how many cities we can do and um just try and get out there a bit more do you think you return to the arena maybe in swansea that obviously you opened that, the venue so yeah that's that would be awesome we'd hope to do that i mean we were talking about doing that maybe in november or i'll keep an eye out yeah it was a is it it was a mad it was a mad thing mad opening we couldn't believe opening we couldn't believe we had two and a half thousand people in there either it was, was, it, like, was it full yeah so they had um I think because it was on the fir- the opening night, they had an event, they had a capacity cap because it holds yeah. 3,000. Probably had to test went... all the stuff was working and if there was an emergency and all that yeah. sort of stuff was so happening. To... Yeah, so it was... we sold it out at 2,500 and it was like, you know, it was a big old night that was. It, was, yeah. it, was... it looked looked like a fun night from what, I like I said, I watched this video of it on your channels and there of, yeah. of your performance. So I'm about halfway through watching that at the moment. So I'll definitely watch the other half. But yeah, it looked brilliant. like a great night. Yeah, it was it was a brilliant night for us to... Um... And you wore your swan's top. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Find it now. Like, was, That's uh... all right. I haven't got mine on either. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. We're in World Cup mode at the moment, aren't we? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, the wheel's top's gone off now. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, discuss, we'll discuss that later. But um, yeah. yeah. The, okay. um, oh, yeah, so, sorry. I, yeah, no, I think that was it. That was more or less it. So that that that's how um, that's how we got to know. Yeah, Lee. yeah. That's pretty. Not Peter, of course. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I don't know. I, I I could sit here and go into loads of detail about all of that. And maybe you can come back. Um, maybe around the time the album comes out, and we can get into more of the music stuff. Perhaps if you'd like yeah. to do that. Um, but I do want to try and go to the football stuff before you've got to shoot as well because i know you want to talk about that and mm. it'd be really good to get some of the football chats so before we get there i do want to just ask where do you see the band going in the future and what do you kind of want to achieve where your aspirations now you are where you are now you know is that maybe more than you ever thought anyway mm. but now you are here where do you think you can get to where would you like to get to um great question man the first answer is i never thought we'd get this far i i i am um, i'm totally you know i had no idea what i was doing you know for all the all the time yeah and um it wasn't until possibly i met tony lincoln who's our manager when i was about 20 that i um had any real direction of how to how to get anywhere in the music industry so and so and a lot of the things that i've done i completely uh completely shocked by even like opening the back clan playing guitar for peter reopening the back clan and there's just many things that i would have dreamed of doing but as i'm right now you're not old yet either are you so like you've (laughs) done quite a lot (laughs) don't know maybe maybe i'm older than i look uh. <laughs> but the um uh oh, what would i say the um being where i am now what i'd like to achieve um i'd love i'd love trampoline to be um known as or you know 
to be remembered as the kind of new age great big new welsh bands because i think that like the manics and the stereophonics that's just what people have said forever and yeah. it's really really boring to me time for someone new to join the group yeah and i think that we're as good as them i really believe we we are and personally i've always preferred the super furry animals anyway but like <laughs> but you know it's like it's it's time that people just add in add a new band from wales to to really um mention in the same breath and that that's where i would dream trampoline to be to be honest no, i think i think that's a fair fair thing to say and i would agree it is it would be nice to have a new and and you can do it i think you 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 can do it obviously i, I i've been honest there i wasn't fully aware before until until this kind of started happening the ball was rolling on this podcast but i think you can definitely do it i'm glad that i've really you know heard your stuff now and um yeah. it'd be nice to see where you go from here you should have tried to get a I don't know if maybe you did do it, I'm not sure, but a World Cup song for Wales, that would have been something. Oh, to do. I would have loved you then that. I mean, we've just spent ages learning Amaro Heed. Yeah. We had to play it at the fan park. Uh, yes. Was that last night? Yeah, that was yesterday. Crikey. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long night since then, is it? <laughs> yeah. That was only yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have got a song that I wanted to kind of, it's called Together, and it's on the new album. It really should have, could have been the new the new anthem for the for the team but i'll have to write the next one in it well, well next time swans get to the playoff final maybe you can uh, yeah exactly. oh, get next, sorted. next season mate that's the dream isn't it yeah get get on it okay so brilliant that's yeah it's great um <clears throat> let's let's try and morph into the football stuff then because there's, there's obviously the link which we already discussed earlier on um mm. you mentioned being in the academy they let you go unfortunately um and that resulted in the journey you've gone on since, which is the band. So, I mean, yeah. good's come out of bad in a way. Um, I, I guess, like, you never would have known where that would have taken you, but it could have been could have been someone else, couldn't it? It could have been you at the outing Qatar now. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> next, next to Gareth Bale. But um, <laughs> I just want to ask them to tell us a little bit about your time at the Academy. So there's a, there's a couple of things I want to look into here. To start off perhaps with when you were there, sort of what years you were involved um, in the Academy. Crikey, what well, that years would that have been? So if we go from ninety-two when I was born. <laughs> back... so you played under fifteens was when you stopped, was it? Yeah. There was a guy called Malcolm Malcolm Malias, I think it was. Right. Who, uh... Was it like two thousand seven then? Yeah. Uh, must have been that. Must have been around there. That's probably but when coming to the end. Yeah, so that would have been my last year as a Swansea schoolboy playing for the schoolboys, I'm guessing. Yeah. So that would have, yeah, so it would have been probably I probably did it from about two thousand and two to from two thousand and two to about two thousand and seven. So just before we got to the well, a couple of years before we got to the Prem. Um yeah. probably just got to the championship or getting there under Roberto yeah. Martinez when you were let go. I just found like this is so random. There's a guy cleaning the windows. Like, yeah, I just saw him in the window. <laughs> you can say I've, like, never, I've never seen that before in my life. Look at that. That's brilliant. I was like, oh, I mean, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> he's I never going to know. He's never going to know he's on the podcast. Yeah, I know exactly. Well, maybe he watches and he sees see the window. Brain is so much. Yeah, he watches and he sees the little brush and he's like, "Oh, it was me." If yeah, it is, if it is you, put it in the comments and let us yeah. know. <laughs> we'll say hello. <laughs> I thought well, it started raining, but um, anyway, so let's say 
let's see, it was. I always played for when I was in the like junior. I played for Mumbles Rangers. Right. Okay. And um, even though all my school friends went to West, playing for West End and Portenant. Isn't West End the one that's always good? Yeah, they're always brilliant. I feel like they are still now. Like everyone talks, the West End's the one to beat. Yeah, the West End. They had all the boys I was in school with: Lee Mondo, Mark Neath, um, Nicky Walters, Nicky Pritchard. God, I can name the team. Will Witter Jones um, moved to them from Mumbles, and then they had the Creme de la Creme, which was Scott Thayer. I don't know if you've ever talked about him on the podcast, but um, no, I don't I think I've I've no use of him. I don't think to be honest, he was a brilliant footballer. Uh, he was a, just a, a genius sportsman, to be honest. Um, one of those boys who was who was brilliant at football and rugby, and. Um, he was captain of Wales, actually. I think up to under 18s or something. And he, um, I think, yeah, he was too good to get to for Swans. I mean, like you said, that time Swans went in the Premiership when I was in the academy. It was more. We weren't even. Uh, we it's weren't been even League One and the League One. To, yeah, to it was start quite, the championship. Yeah, and um, but he was um. He ended up playing for. He had everyone after him. I mean, we used to play games for the school, and um, he'd have, get boots sent to him by Nike. He'd have it all. He'd have like Nike and Adidas. Imagine boots. that. Yeah, he used to send. He used to give me a pair to wear during the games. Nice. And um, he ended up signing for Tottenham, I think. And I'm not sure what can kind of conspired. I don't know how his life turned out. You know. It's, I I seen him. I I've, I've heard that he was in working locally, like somewhere in Tesco's or something. Now recently, and that it hadn't quite worked out for him. But um, mad to think that you know he was a, he was a Swansea boy, captain of Wales. Yeah. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough, tough world yeah. of the football. Uh, I think they, yeah, they thought of him as like a Welsh Wayne Rooney, I think, or something. So that was a so that was um so I was scouted playing for, for Mumbles, actually, when I got asked to play for Swansea. There was another guy who was playing for Swansea, right? It's something, I, I can't even remember his name. I think it was Michael Golding, really tall, lanky footballer, really good footballer. And um, the Swans, he was on the Swans book, and they were like looking after him, and I was playing against him. And then they asked me to join. Me and another lad from, uh, from Mumbles, a boy called Jamie Wales, and uh, we both joined Swans together, and um, it was weird. Um, we would, uh, how would I describe it? We used to train down by the Elba, do you know, in Gowerton. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, how would I describe, how would I describe my time there? I was always very, um Uh, I would suppose I was a... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Can't make the away day? Just get yourself comfortable 
load up Swollen TV, grab your phone and order a McDelivery. Away days at home never tasted so good. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. But it was, I was always very nervous when I played that. I much preferred playing with mumbles. You think it was pressure, like eyes on you watching? Yeah. And you would, because um, it, it wasn't a week in, week out playing for the Swans Academy. You still play for your mumbles yeah, yeah. or west end and you would go to the swans thing like every now and then if that made any sense different was back, back then when they weren't perhaps with all the investment yeah. they've had now yeah it wasn't that at that time there wasn't like a, a like a, an academy league or something that we yeah, played yeah. so it was like a bit disjointed and um i would always i was playing center midfield usually running around kicking and kicking people and then um but when we got to the kind of Swans level, I probably wasn't as good as a lot of the other centre midfielders. So I was I was moved to right back sometimes. So you started a centre midfield and then sometimes slotted in right back. Yeah. But then randomly when I started playing for Slashy, I was playing uh, playing um playing centre forward. <laughs> so it was a bit, a bit of a strange bird playing there. But the, there was a guy called Malcolm Elias, I remember him, and he was kind of really high thought of, and he was quite really good with a lot of the boys. And he had, um, there's another player, Rory Smitham. I think he plays for Slashley now, actually. He was a great footballer who was there in the same school as me. And um, we used to train, but we weren't really that. Um, the academy, we didn't get that much time together, so it was yeah. a bit actually and uh, thinking about it now i think you were too a couple of years too soon for the um when the leagues maybe started coming and like they invested a lot didn't they when they went up to the premier league and they, they yeah. set up and i guess watching that afterwards like if you're 10 years later you would have been right involved in the middle of all of that sorry mate my phone was a uh, got 20 percent. Oh, i was just saying that's all right um if, if you were 10 years later you would have been right in the middle of all of the the investment because they had yeah. the leagues and um a lot of the youth players came through, didn't they, after that? so Yeah, exactly. That, that would have been like... Yeah, so when I, when I, when I think about it, it's like an interesting, interesting little moment to, uh, yeah. to think about because it, it wasn't... It didn't really feel like a very professional thing, like, to yeah. be honest. It, and it probably wasn't at that time. Like, a, I don't know, it was... Um, Still good to be part of, though. Yeah, it was magic. It was ma- really magic for me, and uh, I played some great games. And what I preferred playing actually was Swansea Schoolboys, because you know that was the um, the boys from my school and all the other schools, and we had a really great team. We won won all the cups, you know, and um, that was like really, really. Um, we had. Uh, Oh, we had a hell of a team, you know, and it's like it's probably like what you think about all the kids your age will all be professional footballers, yeah, none of yeah. uh, and yeah. none of us were. But I remember like the little training things we used to do, and actually, this guy Malcolm Elias, I'm pretty sure he went, he became like the kind of scout for the whole of South Wales, and then he became Southampton's main trainer, uh, main like kind of youth scout, and that was how. Uh, Gareth Bale ended up with Southampton. Really? He took him over there, yeah. So it was like, um, 
a lot of Welsh talent, a lot of Welsh uh, good Welsh players were going over to Southampton because he'd scouted them. Yeah. That's yeah. Quite, uh, well, that's that's that's. Imagine, yeah. imagine Bale never got scouted, and he was a left back back then as well, wasn't he? Yeah. which is even more crazy considering where he is now. Yeah, it's totally mad. And the he because he did you know Swansea, Cardiff, all these areas. You had Ramsey, Joe Ledley. You know, all the, all these players are all scouted by the same dude, I think. As far as I can remember, that story is anyway. Yeah. So I was going to ask if, the, if there was anyone involved in a setup when you were there that has gone on to make a name for themselves or play there for was, first team or anyone that you were yeah. with in the youth setup. There's no one there that I know. There was a lad, there, like I was saying about Scott Thayer, who ended up signing for Tottenham. Um, He went. He was the closest to being professional, like Rory Smitham, as I said. He plays for Athletic, but um, there was another lad too who was on the bench. Oh, what was his name? Ah, he's Chad. I want to say his name was Chad something. Um, Chad Bond. Chad Bond. That's it. Yeah, I remember he used to be. Yeah, I I used to play a lot of football manager, so he was definitely there. Yeah. So Chad. Good, 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 good knowledge, mate. Chad yeah. Bond, love it. Yeah. Um, so he was he was around the same time as you then in the youth. Yeah, setup. he was a bit older, but he was around the same time. But then Wayne, who was playing for Cardiff, he was playing against uh, Bale, uh, not Bale, sorry, Joe Ledley. Um, loads of the Welsh team from that kind of era, Wales. Ramsey, is it? Yeah, yeah, Ramsey, all that kind of thing. They were a bit, I think they're a few years older than him, but he was he was in the same team as them, yeah. Pretty cool, that is. Um, yeah. What could have been, eh? What, what could have been? But yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's good insight <laughs> and good. I, good love uh, talking, I love talking about these stories, man. It's so yeah. cool. I talk about this stuff. I mean, they, um, they just don't... Uh, you know, there's never an opportunity to talk about this stuff. Yeah, well, the, always, you're always welcome to come and chat at any football year. Oh, mate, this is so cool. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to remember. I, a couple of things that I remember that were probably worth saying, which are kind of sad or cool, I can't remember, how they would pick um, the, t- the uh, they want, what they would do is, at the beginning of the season, they'd have a new trial. Yeah. And so um, what they would do is they'd just pick, like, there's, there's the 22 best players in Swansea they thought they could, they'd found or whatever. They'd play against each other, 11 aside. And then at the end of the game, everyone would, um, they'd ask everyone to sit on the floor, all, all, the, co- all, the, uh, all the coaches, and they'd call out names. And um, so it would be like, bloody blah, blah, stand up, bloody blah, blah stand up blah blah and so eventually there'd be like eight people stood up and the rest of you on the floor and then my name wasn't called and I was sat on the floor and I was like oh bloody hell I haven't been picked you know I haven't been called but then like the guy said the names I remember this I thought it was shocking and then he said the names and he said look I'd like to say sorry to all of you who are standing up but you haven't been selected this year for Swansea you can all yeah you can all you can all you know go back to your great ability and for years and years, I was always the one who was sat down. Then the last season, then I was I had to stand up, and I knew that I was. Um, I'd had a bad injury; I broke my ankle, and uh, when I came back, I was just. It took me a long time to even get back. In fact, I had to change kind of what player I was. I lost a bit of speed, 
and uh yeah and then they sent like they send you like a letter then you know just saying you're a really gifted footballer but um sadly not the right uh i think my dad's or my mum's still got the letter somewhere because it made me cry for about two weeks you should keep that as like the put it in a frame because that's what ended up changing your career to where it is now yeah exactly you should keep that forever but yeah, my, no, that's, that's a bit rough, that is, for like all of you guys to that age to just stand up, yeah, you're not good enough. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? My mate Jamie Wales, who's one of my best mates, he lives down the marina, absolutely brilliant footballer, striker, and um, he he was he was actually, you know, we were going through the, the, the team together, and he um, he was picked to carry on playing when I was let go. And then also he had trials with Leeds wanted him to play for them as well. And this is when Leeds were good, must have been good. Yeah, when they were good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but he couldn't be asked to go all the way up there for a trial. I was like, oh, You're God. mental. <clears throat> that is nuts. He, he eventually just kind of was lost. I think he kind of must have just lost interest in playing football because he could have really done some Imagine damage. It's a lot of effort and time commitment. Yeah. It's all it's all about when you get to like 15, 16, you know, those ages where it becomes about the graft, I think. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, I was never quite on. I, I played like at that period of, I think we'd, we're near enough the same age, but I was yeah. underneath in school. So I played for a team and it was the worst team in the area. Honestly, we yeah. never even used to turn up with 11 players. We used to get dropped every <laughs> week, but different different levels but um yeah i did play a little bit but no, never near any sort of um scouting for any of this stuff myself but there we go i'll i'll stick to watching and talking rubbish about what i see <laughs> uh, well you um, do that very well mate well thank you very much so yeah I, I know you discussed a little bit about the, the academy structure back then was a bit different maybe you didn't have the it wasn't as professional as it might it might be now with all the like lower league uh, leagues they do not lower league but lower youth grade leagues they do yeah. I was going to ask, did you actually play against any big names or anything during your time? Or was there anyone that you remember playing against? You're like, oh my God, I've played against such player. Or was it uh, not something that you really was exposed to that much? Uh, did I play any against any big players? Or was there any matches against Cardiff or anything like that that you were involved in? That's, yeah. that's always a good one to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So Joe Ledley is the one I remember. Yeah. Okay. Did you did you play against him? Yeah. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> in fact, to be honest, he had me. Like he was fucking. Sorry, to swear. He no, was. No, no, that's just fine. He's, honestly. That, he's an absolute beast. Like. Yeah. 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 So he's um. But yeah, no. Apart from that, I, I he's the only one I can really say that I remember. So I you have matches against the Cardiff youth team. Then did you? Yeah, we had, but we used to play a lot of. I mean, it was weird because of that that time. We did a few against a Cardiff, but it was mainly like weird places we play. Like we play like Northampton. We play against. We play against lots of League of Wales clubs. Was there other teams the same sort of size, perhaps? Yeah, it was like we play against. I don't really remember us playing against that many other teams that I really. You know, I don't remember us playing against like, you know, Spurs Academy or you know, what I mean, yeah, nothing, yeah. Nothing, it was nothing like that. It was like always, like weirdly, we play against Hereford 
Or yeah, like... it's, a, it's probably like because it's the Welsh, you know, Swansea perhaps weren't. We've only really had like money and been. I wouldn't say we're a rich club, but we had a period perhaps we could have said that when we were in the Premier League. And yeah. I think all the luxuries that came with that is like the investment, as I said earlier, in the infrastructure, the training facilities, the youth system, and the involvement then in like the Premier League Two League, which is the the youth team league. Exactly, they play now. Yeah, where they do play the the bigger teams then. So they've actually downgraded again now. So they were in the highest category when we were in the Prem in the first few years after we got relegated. But now they've dropped the category again. So I think we still play big teams. But in terms of like getting talent in, I think uh, we perhaps get less people come in because of the categories. not... I don't know what specifics you need for it, but it's a certain yeah. amount of money you spend on it. You have to pay for a certain amount of staff, which I think is the biggest thing we missed out on. They cut the wage budget, so they dropped the category down because of how many staff they let go. Um, but mm-hmm. then that, that just means when you go on offer from this team or this team, one's category one, one's category two, I think that's where maybe you miss out on some talent. But all of yeah. that stuff, I think, is all... I think Hugh Jenkins has spoke about it when we went up to the Premier League. One of his biggest things was making sure because it's not going to last forever so making sure the investment in the club the structure the infrastructure and everything around that is there from the ground up always and that's yeah. what we spent a lot of money on so hopefully in the future you know anyone in your position now going forward is going to have um more yeah. experience i guess yeah i feel i feel like like it didn't seem like that long ago but it did feel like a very different time i think it's just on the cusp of just before honestly i think like yeah. i think it's crazy because it isn't that long ago, but I think mm. football I think what was money to... especially has changed so much with football yeah. in the last fifteen years. Yeah, in the last fifteen years, what's yeah, if we're talking fifty like what's happened with Swans in the last fifteen years is mad, isn't it? Yeah, well League Two, League One, Prem and trip back down to championship. So it's, yeah. it's crazy. And, um and a league cup in there, mate. Yeah, League Cup, Europe European uh, tour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well let, let's get on to that then. Let's get on to the your, your Swans memories and then a bit about this season. So, mm. how long have you been a Swans fan and what sort of got you supporting Swansea? Is it just the whole, like, it's my local team or was there more to it? Um, well, randomly, I mean, I don't know if you say this on the, uh, national television, right? But my mum and dad are English. Right, that's it. Get out after yesterday. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking. That's all good. <laughs> and, um, well, we, we they weren't obviously weren't together when I was growing up, but um, they are now, friendly enough. But um, the uh, my old man's from Southampton, and my mum's from kind of Manchester, Sheffield, or one of those two. I don't know how how it kind of works, but um, <laughs> I'm in the Midlands somewhere, so. yeah, <laughs> and um, and um. My old man, I didn't see him very much, but when I used to see him, he used to take me to see um, Southampton play. And, uh, you know, I started to really kind of think, oh, this is cool. This, you know, just football is cool. And, like, but that was kind of few and far between. I needed more of a football hit. Yeah. So um, then uh, he started taking me to the Vetch. So I was on the, I was on the North Bank. When I was well, there we are. Then that's how it started. Yeah, I was on the north <laughs> when I was. How old must I have been? I don't know, five. Causing oh. carnage on the north bank. Yeah, five. 
Take me to the veg field way down by. I, I you need to get a cover of that with your band. Like you need to sort yeah. that out. Yeah, I think that would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to write that notes. Get it down there. Get it down. Yeah, I'll, I'll be all over that. Yeah. The um. So that was when I... Uh, so basically, and then f- since then, since a little kid, it just gets ingrained in you, doesn't it? When when you go to that game or when you go to the North Bank and and it's just been forever. It's just what yeah. how how I see the world. And, and I guess like being involved then in the youth setup just cemented that further. Then you just you are yeah. a Swansea fan, you're a Swansea boy, and all the rest of it. Okay. Yeah, um, and my name's Jack Jones. It was like I was well, bent. Yeah. I was so Swansea. It was like the most. I was the most, Swansea <laughs> Jack, and then such a Welsh surname. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't make it up. Yeah. Okay, so started following from the age of five. So yeah, that's a yes, good, good. I remember a game in the Vetch field where Eric Cantona was playing. Do you remember that? I don't personally, but was it? Was it, a, um... it was a testimonial for Ryan Giggs. Oh, right. And I and I think. Um, uh, oh, you'll have to check it out. It was mad. I mean, I don't think actually Gary Cantlow turned up in the end, or Ryan Giggs didn't turn up to his own. Te- or his own. I can't remember what it was, but there was some sort of famous match where, like, they had kind of like, kind of like, uh, you know, big celebrity players on in, on the vetch field. Have a little look. See if it I'll, have, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I wasn't aware of that one. So that's something that. If I can find the details, I'll quiz Leone because he loves all these. Uh, I love to quiz him on. He he started following before me, so he, mine mine's a bit later. Um, yeah. I told it before on a podcast, but my my parents went into football at the time. I lived in Neath, um, yeah, and I started delivering Evening Post newspapers when I was thirteen. Oh really? So I used to just look at the back pages and just see the Swans all the time. It was when we were going up from like League Two to League One under Roberto Martinez. She had like oh. Jason Scotland, Trundle, all them on the back. Um, oh, oh, you know, I met Trundle yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he just posted a picture of me on his Instagram. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to have a look in a minute. But uh, yeah. I, I can say I just spoke to him. He's right, he is. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's oh, he's an absolute belter. I love him to bits. He's... I played football against him. Oh, is it? Up in uh, five side, I play football, but oh, really, um, what by Cum D? Yeah, yeah, oh no, no, not Cum D, that's that one's not there anymore. Um, oh, is by, it? Uh, like DVLA up there. Oh, really? I yeah, there's outdoor ones up there. Wow, are there really? Where do you play then every week? I don't anymore, unfortunately, the team's not there, but um, we used to play five side, yeah, and he'd be well, it was seven side actually when we play, played against Trundle on the bigger pitches. <laughs> Absolutely rinsed us. That's that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you still love it. You're like, oh yeah, trying to play, and we're going to get him today. And then you keep it tight. Half time was like, oh, they're only two goals ahead, and we can do this. Come on. Next thing you know, it's like, oh yeah, the ten goals ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> he just turned it on like he's, I couldn't get near him. Yeah. What what a superstar, man! I like I I can't describe. I can't describe. I mean, it's like he was brought brought up. It's like he's born out of Swansea Bay or something. I, I, I don't yeah, understand. And he's like some scouse. This is mad, he's, scouse. <laughs> he's loved more than any Swansea lads. I just don't. I, it, it's mad, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, like, it's crazy. I, it's, I think he doesn't have that affection from the English that he deserves, you know. And it'll, I think he's unlucky in the fact he never he never got to the Prem, did he? Um, yeah. I think he's got the like 
also he's probably a bit unlucky that he came before social media because his trickery and all his like his street football skills if you like yeah now would be really big on and, and he is kind of like labeled as a low a, a, like a football league legend in a way that he does all this trickery and the skills but i think if that happened now yeah he'd where be... with social media and the internet and football being how it is these days i think he'd definitely be a he, little bit more he's an premiership player when he, he yeah. he's, he's like and he was so good for us when he? he always he just he had the passion and the skill which is like, <clears throat> yeah sure. He's one that I think should have he should have at least had a season there, you know, to see what he could do. Yeah. That would have been good. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that would be brilliant. So you said, well, you're speaking about Lee Trundle. I was going to ask you who are your favourite players from growing up then, from from when you were five to now. <laughs> well, Lee Trundle is hands down my favourite, like by a mile. I mean, especially after meeting him yesterday, he's like, it was like meeting a meeting a god yesterday. Yeah. And I, I put my head on his chest. His chest is huge. Did you sing a song for him as well? No, I didn't sing a song. I was too shy. Give him a poem. Yeah. poem about him. I should. I would. That's a good one, actually. Poem. Yeah, that's your favourite player. <laughs> yeah, my favourite football. I loved Alan Tate, though, too. He was well, great. Team of Alan Tates and all that. That's what you need, isn't it? Yeah. So, he Trundle was... and Tate, any favorite, Any? what's your best moment from Trundle, then, if he is, like, your all-time favourite? Probably the... That ridiculous goal you know when he's like turned it round and just bashed it in you know the kind of like yeah. when he it. that's why he's talking about his chest because he's like <laughs> is that why you put your head on his chest yeah, that's that's that. Like, oh. yeah that was what he can talk when he did that thing and just like so, you know it's like you just i don't think i'd ever seen a swansea player do something like that i think that was the thing about it like they were all i mean i obviously wasn't around for the alan curtis days You'd bring like, they would bring it down first and then have a shot, whereas he's doing it both in one action, kind of like yeah. setting up his shot already before he's even brought the ball down. Yeah, exactly. He was like, we never had a, a player that really excited you, yeah. like you really believed in. Who just like, um, he just I was like, oh, I, I couldn't understand why he was playing for Swansea, like. Yeah. I was like, how is this? How is this happening? It's like a bit like sometimes people say that about trampoline. They're like, why aren't you like number one in the chart playing arenas all over the world? I'm like, I don't know. It's where I am. I don't know, but I bet he thought the same. Like, why am I not playing up front for Liverpool or whatever? You know. So it's like, yeah, he got his move to Bristol, didn't he? And it didn't quite, quite go, uh, yeah, go well for him, unfortunately. But um, I'm sure. I feel like he's happy with how his career went, and he and obviously comes back here now all the time. Yeah. there, and he obviously loves the place. So, so it was really good to see that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I forgot about Bristol. Yeah, it's a funny. I'll have one, to that. try and see if I can get a catch up with him on you at some point. But um, I did tell you I did have. You might remember from when you were at the Vetch, um, or you might not. I don't know. We had a. I had Jason Price on you a couple of weeks ago. No way. Yeah. <laughs> like I absolutely. Yeah. Him, so yeah. that's, that video is up. You should go and uh, if you want to go listen to that oh, one. Really? Yeah, he was up here telling about his stories. So yeah, JJ, oh, wow. is that what I, you used to I call him? When Frank Lampard played. Yeah. When would when would that have been? What year would Frank that? Frank Lampard. Have... I want to say like two thousand and three, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him. He hit the crossbar. I remember he hit the crossbar in a game. He didn't score, but he hit the crossbar. But I thought he was rubbish. 
Um, it was not 2003. I got that completely wrong, by the way. It was like 95, 96. Yeah, exactly. So, That's what I thought because nine appearances, apparently one goal. So, oh, really? Yeah. That's what, that's what Wikipedia is saying, but I don't know if it was a league or maybe a capital friendly or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, um, that, that can't have been that old. Can't, can't have been back then, could it? Must have been like one of your first. Uh... Yeah, that must have been like the first time because in my head, no, that's that's mad. That would have been like the first games I ever saw. Yeah, yeah, maybe I didn't see that. Maybe I'm just tripping. Just remembering from what people have like. Um... Yeah, yeah. Okay, so favourite players, we've done a bit of Alan Tate, uh, Lee Trundle. What about from the current squad? Anyone that stands out for, for you now? Oh, Mac, in it, Matty Grimes. Oh, and me too. He's such a player, man. I, just I think, think he's, he's just some from some quarters of the fan base. I think he's so under um, underrated. Mm. Like, people just don't appreciate what he does. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I, could, I, I think that I think that he'd be amazing in the Premiership as well. Yeah. Although I enjoy being in the Championship. I'd like to see you with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> us. I, yeah. I'm, like, I'm glad he, I'm, no one's come sniffing for him yet. I, I'm surprised, yeah. actually. I thought I thought he would have gone the last couple of seasons. And me. And me, because it's like... I mean, we had a good run, didn't we? Like, up to the Cardiff thing. It was like we were flying, flying at the yeah. table. But, um... Yeah, uh, how would I say he's? I think he's just got that bit of quality, really, and a bit he of just that controls the game for us, and everything yeah. we do well comes through him. And yeah. I think there was one game where he had a match suspension, and he just—I think everyone actually noticed that. That's the most I've seen on Twitter, where people have been like, "Oh, actually, yeah, we can't, we actually can't play when he's not there." Like, yeah, we were necessarily winning the game before or whatever, but you just noticed the difference in what we're doing out on the pitch when he's not there. Yeah, and it was nice to see people out giving that recognition. Um, recognition because I've been saying for ages, like you say, he passes sideways, backwards all the time, but that's literally what he's meant to do. Because yeah. our game plan is to make space, and you wanna you wanna drag the other the other team around, get him out of position, make the gaps, and then he can find people through the gaps. And that's that's his game. That's what he's there to do. Uh, but he's also got five assists this season, which uh, is yeah. our top assister. So the whole argument about backwards, sideways doesn't quite stack up. Well, no, I I don't think I think I just think he's great. I just uh, oh, so I only saw I've only been to see one game this season. What game was it? It was a it was a two two. No, I think we lost actually. I can't remember who it was against. It's been a couple of two twos where we um we let either him, bottled like, the lead or like came back from behind. Yeah, no, we bottled it. it was in Millwall where we scored? They scored two like right at the end. No, it was. I think we lost actually. It was one nil, and we let in two at the end. Blackburn, we lost three nil. I think. Um, um, oh no, that would you saying we lost two one then? Is it? I yeah. Off the top of my head. Uh, this, unless, this. unless we drew one all and they scored in the last minute, and it felt like a loss. It could have been that it's, one. It's probably been a couple of them. Yeah, it's so been, the, uh, it's been a, quite a few late goals this year. Yeah, I know. We we, we are the. What is going on? Like, we need a sports psychologist. Like, <laughs> we need a sports psychologist. He had with... one of them before in the Prem, didn't they? And then they got rid of him. Is it? Yeah. Well, we're playing some really not bad football, man. Like, and we're not far off the playoffs, and if we get in there, you never know. When when did you go and see? Was it recent or was it early season? It was early season, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I 
regardless, if you, you don't get to see that many, then I take it because you're traveling a lot. Yeah, and we're based based in London, really. Yeah, I tried to go to the away games then. Yeah, no, I no, I haven't even. To be honest, I haven't been to an away game for years, years and years because it was. I mean, it would have been was a time when me and Peter were sat in uh, in West London, and it was QPR versus Swans. Yeah, yeah, like doing, and we were doing a gig, and um, we thought, oh, we'll go and watch the game. We'll get this gig done out of the way, and we'll go and watch the game. And we could hear the, the QPR goals going in. It was like they lost like three 0 I think. Then we could hear them, and I was like, I'm not going, mate. Get away, you can go on your own. So we just, <laughs> just we just, we just kind of like hung around outside listening to the shouting. Like it was quite funny. Into <laughs> anyway, I'd like to go more. I mean, it's one thing that I would. My old man's got a season ticket. Loads of my mates got season tickets, and um, I would love to go down a bit more actually because it just just makes me happy like to see yeah. the see the boys. And you I get try, you should try it. It's usually tickets available at home these days. Yeah, exactly. And um, when uh, I always like, I mean, last game I watched, I was in the opposite end to the to the Jack Army, so I could just see them oh, shout. Yeah. Game. so like it'd be nice to cook just to go in there with them and just to... <laughs> and yeah that's that's the best place to be for the atmosphere definitely yeah where do you go when you just where, where it depends um i i work quite a lot on the weekend so i miss i miss quite a few games but when i do go either if i get a ticket from lee if like his dad's not going he sits kind of above the player tunnel uh and then i've got my father-in-law that goes with a couple of people so if there's a ticket with them they sit same stand but in the corner other side of the end to the away end the other side um otherwise just whatever there's a free ticket yeah so, kind of um I've, i used to get tickets from um my uncle knows one of the players so i used to get player uh, tickets up with the players guests mm. which is usually in one of the corners as well but yeah, yeah. just anywhere really I, I haven't really got a set seat just, yeah just kind of go where i but I can, I'm not that bothered either. I prefer to be a bit higher up, but yeah, it's all good. The stadium's not too bad, whatever you sit, I find. Yeah, I, I I think that too. I mean, I'm not too sure on the name, man. They changed uh, it now, haven't they? Swansea.com Stadium. Makes me sick a bit, to be honest. There we are. You need to get the trampoline stadium. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the one, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know how much <laughs> they charge you for that, mind, but uh... yeah, it'd be like the Jack Army or something, I don't know, or something. I don't know. I I didn't mind. I know Liberty was the same thing. It was a company, but it just it just didn't it seem like better though, didn't it? You didn't. I a lot of people just wouldn't have known that it was a company thing. Yeah, like on it it just I'm like, wow, oh, come the on. The com just just wrecks me. Yeah, it just why, that's what, what gives it away. It's like, oh, God. Well, why does it have to be dot? Why? Like, why? Why it's do like, you have to do it's that? Like a Martin Morgan's company or something. Mm. I, think, I think it is. Something to do with them anyway. But um it's all money in it, it's all money. It's all it boils yeah. down to. Yeah. Um what about then going into this season? We were obviously discussed some bits and bobs. Um you mentioned we had some good form. We have dropped I say dropped off. We we had a good run of wins, so shot us up the table because I think the start of the season was a bit rough. All yeah, eight, it was rough. But we won seven out of nine, didn't we? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. We went on a really good run, ended with a win against Cardiff, which was fantastic. And that's three in a row for Russell Martin. No goals conceded. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, we were playing a gig that night, actually, in Cardiff, and I went oh, up 
Oh, in Cardiff? Yeah. We were supporting Jamie Webster in the Great Hall. And I went up there and I got three three in a row, three in a row. And they are all going, you jet bastard, you jet bastard. Were they all, do they all, was the Cardiff fans in there? Do they hate you? Yeah, they hate me, but they love me as well, which is well odd. Well, <laughs> like just, they're not playing <laughs> a song, they hate me and abuse me, but when I'm playing a song, they don't like me. That's where you need to get that, get take me to the vet field out. That's that's yeah. that's the night you wanted to pull that out. Yeah, exactly. Take probably me. would have been able to run away. <laughs> I probably would have been crucified there and then. Something, <laughs> wouldn't it? So yeah, after the Cardiff game, I don't think we've won a game since. No, we've, I think got, we've drawn low, didn't we? Only keep one defeat. Drawing games. Yeah, but only one defeat. So even though we've fallen off, we're not losing all of the games, which I think is important. So we need mm. to try and pick back up. But I was going to ask, do you think we can maintain a playoff push? We're actually on the same points as sixth place, place even though we're yeah, playing. yeah, I think. Do you think we can get there? Yeah, I think we will. I actually yeah. really like the manager. He, he's grown on me loads, like and. Uh, I think that, you know, he's had a bit of time and you can see the mark slowly getting on the team, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think if we just got a couple of pacey, if we, it depends if we get anyone in January. Like, I know it's a classic thing about you. What that. do you think we need? Who'd, where do we need to strengthen in your view? The wing, I think we just need some bit of pace on the wing, like a bit. The wing backs, bit, is it? Yeah, I think if we had a bit of pace there and I know, Good old Piero isn't like isn't firing like he was. No, five goals like, I think he's got, which is nothing compared to last year. Yeah, so I think like I think if we got some, I mean the defenders we got are really good. They're just really young, so it's like they obviously they 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 love making the odd mistake, and I think they'll get much better. So I don't think we need to get anything there. I just think we need to. If we got a bit more pace on the wing, like... yeah, I agree with you. I think a big problem is playing like, and I'm not criticizing Latvodia, but he's not a wing back. No, he's fucking slow. Too slow. Just, he, he works hard, right? I can understand he works hard, but we need someone there that's going to bomb up the the wing, take people on, and cause some trouble and and yeah. create some opportunities. You know, he gets himself in good positions sometimes. To be fair, he's just not tricky on his feet, and the animal's got the end product, but um. That's somewhere where I just think it's costing us, you know, the way that we yeah. play him. You've got Manning yeah. on the other side doing a fantastic job. I just think yeah. if you had another Manning on, on the right back side, because I don't think Sora Luna has been the best either. Um, that's somewhere that I think we really need to strengthen to try and maintain this push. That's what I, I think if we, if we got that sorted in January, and then, you know, I don't think we're going to get a new striker. I do feel like we could. I don't know. He's just, but maybe if we got that position sorted, maybe Piero would start scoring more. You know. What about Obafemi? Do you think um, his head's been turned by Burnley? Mate, how can you get your head turned by Burnley, mate? <laughs> That's Connor Roberts. Uh, I know. Yeah, exactly. What's that about? Like, God, like crazy. He's <laughs> on drugs, like. <laughs> to be fair, maybe it's Vincent Company and he's manager now. Oh, yeah, I didn't realise. Is he managing Burnley now? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know, mad, isn't it? It's his first season there, but, like, crazy. And Jack Cook's still there as well. Is he? Oh, yeah. Is he really? Yeah. God, I always, I always like, kind of watch the Swans players that leave. I always follow them a little bit, you know? It's always interesting to see how they get on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Connor, Connor and Jack are there. So, yeah, I mean, I just don't think he's 
he hasn't been firing as much as what he could either since the whole transfer thing. Yeah. I'm not sure, like, yeah, okay, it's over for now, but now January's going to open. I can't actually see there being interest based on his form, but if there is, are we going to have the same sort of shenanigans? Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, pointless shenanigans, like. <laughs> but then there's a, there's a problem. We've got to cover that position, but then because he hasn't been firing, like, should we have just let him go? Because it's not like he's done the business and we're not going to mm. get the same price perhaps now. Yeah. I, there is that too. I mean, hindsight though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But there's, there's, there's. I think that there's like that. Those the players that we need are out there. It just you know, sometimes you know, I'd like to see us spend a bit more cash, like you know, or I think you know, a lot of Sons fans agree like, with you there. It's like I don't know. It's just. It was a funny moment, wasn't it, when we started the American thing kind of happened. Yeah. And the, well, we were a bit of the laughing stock of the Premier League and we had Bob Bradley. Oh, God. With his, with his PKs. Hey, it's a PK. It was a good game when he, that 5 4 against Crystal Palace. That's like one of the like highlight Premier League games for us. Not for the good re- not for the right reasons, like, but in terms of the spectacle of that match for the neutral. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That was bloody mental game it was like a hockey game i know crazy i was at a wedding when that when that was happening and we were like oh swans is like three one up yes okay we weren't allowed to watch a football it was like a strict rule nobody could put the football on it was while food and all that was coming out yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we were all trying to sneak the result three one up oh yeah so it's fine and like <laughs> 10 minutes later or something 15 minutes later someone's like swans are losing we went, what? no they're not they're three one up at home against palace four three it was like what the hell what's happened here and then, like five minutes later, again, and it's five four. It's like, oh my god, why am I at a wedding? <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely the one. I remember the games against Man City too. You know, those are great games. The ones with Potter. Yeah. Yeah. After we went down, was it? The oh, yeah, and we had the in in, in the yeah yeah in the cup in the FA Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the biggest injustice I've ever seen in my life. It this drives me in my heart drives my heart into the ground and then like just buries it so deep it'll never be found I again. I don't know what I think of VAR altogether, how it's working at the moment, but if there's one game I wanted VAR, that's yeah. the game. Yeah. Because we would have been I, in the I, final, I think. Oh yeah, of course there were yeah. I think we would have I think it was Brighton or something we would have had in the next round. And at the time they were struggling. Yeah. I'm convinced I'm convinced we would have got to the final. And yeah. I don't know why it was something like Watford or something would have been playing in the finals, so it was on. If we beat Man City that day, which we should have, yeah. uh, you know, if it wasn't for some bad decisions, mm. I'm convinced that we could have won the FA Cup. Yeah, that was, then we could have had square flags on our pitch. Yeah, <laughs> triangular flags. A little bit of Twin Town reference, is it? Yeah, yeah. Anyone doesn't. Everyone must have watched Twin Town on this channel, man. Well, I, I would like to think think so. <laughs> if they haven't, oh my days! Get for tea and all that. I had a hot dog yesterday, actually, in town in the oh, it... stores. Very nice. Well, I'm doing like a special secret gig. It's probably not a secret anymore. In, well, in yeah, the... I was going to say, well, if you <laughs> in, gonna, gonna in the bunkhouse on the 16th of December, and um, it's like a fifth anniversary of Poundland, the poem. So we're doing tickets for a pound. Oh, nice! But with a hot dog. Hot dog with a hot dog, yeah. 
first class. Oh, we just sold. Is that sold out as well? Secret gig sold out. It's not. We haven't announced. I think we're announcing it. Ah, okay. Probably this week. When is this? Well, I mean, it's not so secret anymore for anyone to listen. Yeah. It depends. What's going to come first, the announcement or when I put the video out? We'll see. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, when are you going to put the video out? Um. Either over the weekend or early next week. I just put one out this morning. So. Okay, great. We'll many... I might do it over the weekend because I think me and Lee want to go nuts over the World Cup on the next one. So we'll try and get that out <laughs> next week. So, what do you, um, how many do you do a week then? So we try to do a weekly podcast. It doesn't always go that way because of our work doesn't always line up. And my shift sometimes I won't get room to like online. And if he's on a busy week, he's like, he can't really do it. So, um, we try and do weekly most of the time. And then, I try and do like a little preview series on YouTube where I'm I try to get someone from the team we're playing, uh, like another similar podcast from the opposition team. They come on and tell me about the other team, basically. But that's a shorter video; it's not a full podcast. But the podcast is generally weekly. Wow, it's such a lot to do in it, man! Such a big effort. Like I, I enjoy it. It's just <clears throat> unfortunately, it's you know, it's a hobby, isn't it? It's a life. Sometimes just gets guess in the way or you work or whatever and it's christmas and i work in retail so yeah you can imagine what it's like oh crikey um, yeah um <laughs> yeah busy busy but i got i'm off today it was off yesterday so feeling a bit fresh and yeah went oh, for a haircut, look, so you good. look look great mate you look great I just, well i went to the hair i went to their dresses before we'd done this not, oh is it? Not specifically for the video oh, but i got my christmas party on a weekend so i was like oh, i better oh, get a trim good lad. <laughs> good lad so i'll be out 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 on saturday um where are you going uh we're going to town because because yeah. i work internationally but we come into Swansea, oh, whereabouts? um in trostra i don't want to specifically name the location just in case <laughs> i get any um <laughs> anyone coming yeah. to saying hello but yeah, yeah. In trostra I might, have, I might have dropped it in before i can't remember but um busy shop that's all i say in trostra yeah. um and yeah we're coming to swansea we're going to like copper bar Oh yeah, which is like by Castle Gardens on the top on the corner, opposite Turtle Bay. Yeah, that's where um, Pizza Express used to be. Yeah, yeah, it's next door to there. It is. Yeah, it's next door to there. But we go in there and I'll probably end up down Wine Street, I guess. Yeah. Oh, good luck, son. Should, should be a good one. Um, <laughs> celebrate Wales's exit from the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, we're going home, mate. Okay, few few more things on the Swans, but we and we will end soon. I know I've kept you ages now, but um, I just want to ask Russell Martin. Then you said you like him, you like what he's doing. Do you think he can lead us back to the Premier League? And if we do, do you think he can like keep us there? Is he the guy to do it? I think he is. Yeah, because he's quite he's quite debatable in the fan base. Some people love him, some people not so keen. Yeah. Yeah, and so I can see that. I can see why too. But yeah, I think that. I think what I liked was how, um, you know, recently with the World Cup and with them, um, he was it seemed angry, like yeah. um, about taking the Swans. You know what I mean? It was like uh, players. It was like. I, I think he's got a f- I think he's got a fight in him. There was a bit of a animosity between him and Page between the way that Joe Allen's injury was dealt with and the fact yeah. that Ollie Cooper didn't get called up. I was gonna go on yeah. to Ollie Cooper in a minute. But um yeah, so he was 
we had a bit of a rant to put it in the podcast a couple of weeks ago and uh, someone came in on me about that. I was like, well, I just think that's how it is. You know, it's not sure that Paige's relationship with the Swans and Martin is is uh, the best. No, it seems absolutely diabolical. He just seems like a Cardiff scammer, to be honest, Paige. <laughs> this is what I said and I got uh, called right out for uh, it. I'm for him. I think he's crap. I think he's the re- we should de- like well I think he should we should hundred percent be getting a new manager. He has no clue what to do whatsoever. No, I mean he got the job, didn't he? Because of the whole stuff with gigs, and then they didn't want to change it because they didn't know what was happening, and then he just kind of like got the job. Yeah, but I don't really know if. Um... I mean, look what happened against Denmark in in the Euros is a complete and utter example of of how. He, he has no tactical idea about anything to do with football. He only knows one plan, and if it's not going his way, he can't change it. He's like, it was a mess. That that game should never have ended like it was, the Denmark game. It was just they made one little tactical change, and he had to make one to, to react to them, and he didn't know what to do. Yeah. He should, I, I mean, I can't believe we qualified for the World Cup, to be honest. Cause like, not me. I, I didn't think we were going to. The, the team wasn't good enough. Was, you know, I mean, it was like nowhere near the team that was the 2016 team. Is yeah. nowhere near as good as He's that. He's got team. a long-term contract now, hasn't he? So I'm not sure what's going to happen. But I would love to see a change. I think, like, I know he's doing well, but he's doing okay at Nottingham Forest. But I was thinking Steve Cooper would be a good option for next. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? That'd and be... he would bring through the youth as well. Yeah, he'd be great. I'm, I'm... I think that's what we need. He's not a manager all of age. But that that, that but I, I liked I like that's when I started to like Russell Kane anyway, because he was um I, I just saw a bit more fight in him. Well Martin just, though, yeah. yeah sorry, Martin. yeah. 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 <laughs> um, um the uh the um that's kind of like I don't know, I just saw a bit of fire in his eyes. Yeah. And um I do like the passion, like we were talking about now. He does, he, he shows like he cares, you know. And yeah, and as long as like, you care and you put your all into the job, sometimes that's what you need, you know. But like, not just that, I think that I can see his plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can see the players, I can see the formation, I can see Egypt. Like I said, if he gets a speedy right, right winger and a new striker, I think that we could, you know. I think we could do it. Damage. Yeah. Yeah. I really I agree. I, I will say, like, you know, we've called not called him out, but as a podcast, we discuss the football every week. And rightly so, when his criticism do we we give it. And but then yeah. also when 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 you need to give credit, again, we'll give credit. So some of the stuff we mentioned at the start of the season when it was going to be rough, he can be a bit stubborn, changing things that aren't working. But then he went yeah. and showed that he he, he did change things, you know, he brought Bender in for goalie ollie cooper started coming into the team which i think is one of the best things to come out of this season yeah um, and afterwards we're like, like it would be that man what's that he should have so played like shouldn't he the world cup oh mate are we win that's about it, honestly i was just i don't understand how johnny williams is sitting on a bench never going to get any minutes of the world cup yeah playing in league two swindon why is he there like i know i know he's historically been good for wales you can't take historically good players when you get to the World Cup. Like, yeah, okay, you don't go very often, and are oh, these guys and we never have the chance again. So let's just take them because thank you for all your your service. You can't do that at a big event. You just can't. You've got to yeah. take the best team to get out of the group and to go as far as you can. He, he would have been. I think he would have made a big difference. 
just the energy isn't there as well i mean we we were crap in the midfield you know what i mean like and he put on joe allen for 20 minutes against iran when he could barely walk it was like I know, good I, I, controversial but i said i said he should have gone instead of joe allen just because of joe allen's injury not saying ability he's yeah. injured he hasn't kicked the ball for three months mm, absolutely. i think he should have gone instead and i completely agree with that I, yeah, I, I did the thing for the radio yesterday um and i said on the radio i was i wondering if anyone was going to come at me because i was like you know, do you think joe allen should start against england and i was like no yeah, I mean, he did all right yesterday to be fair to him, but he, wasn't he was not ready bad. against Iran. He was not ready against Iran. No, I mean, he he passed it straight to bloody whatever his face was who smashed the end, didn't he? Yeah, and he gave it away for the second as well. Yeah, it was like, oh man, Robert Page is crap. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't usually like to down people like, but he's yeah, just it's... boring, man. He's like, yeah, yeah, dust it off, yeah, 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 whatever. Dusted off well, on the plane home. Yeah, I know, isn't it? It's just like... Damage is done now. I mean, yeah. to put it into context, though, you've got to have, um, in reality, you know, it's good that we got it. It is good that we got it. You've got to remember that. But what frustrates me <laughs> is like the reliance on Bale and Ramsey. And then when they're not having a good game, why was Bale not subbed, for example, against the run? If he's clearly not fully fit and he's not doing anything on the pitch, put someone on that can make a difference. You can't just keep him there in case we get a free kick or in case we get a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not just that. He just didn't play the formation correct to even help those boys out. No, you know exactly. I mean? He just, he played, as far as I'm concerned, he did nothing right. <laughs> oh, well, this is, this is a very, very anti-page, but like, I can't, I I can't disagree. Be, I can't disagree. I can't I, disagree. I, don't, I don't mean to be like, you know, all this thing about having pride and Sure, you know, we haven't been there. Sure, we punch above our weight. But all this kind of like, you know, we want to win, like, you yeah. know what I mean? People don't, people kind of, that's why I kind of in, enjoyed more about moving to London. Like when I like, not that there's negativity in Wales, but like. You accept a, being like second best. Probably. Yeah, like, no, I don't want to accept that, man. And like, yeah. and like, I feel like Paige has that mindset a little bit. Which is like we are. We're only little old whales. It's good that we're even here. Yeah, yeah, we did. Whereas right. in reality, you haven't we, performed to your best. Yeah, and the thing is, when everyone says that we're a little country, I say, look at you, look at New Zealand. They got the best rugby team ever. We we always go on about our rugby teams. We we have not even half the size of New Zealand. Hmm. And then, well, I don't actually know that for sure. I'm just Welsh guessing. Rug, Welsh rugby is another conversation. I mean, yeah. what's going on there as well? That's oh. another podcast. <laughs> Diabolical mess. <laughs> Page out, P back out. Yeah, the, all the P's are gone. Like, get rid of the uh, P. Okay. But they, 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 um, yeah, I don't know. I just think someone, a smarter, no offense, more experienced manager would have got a lot more out of the team in, in the World Cup. And I think that he could have made us, of course, we're not like, we weren't, weren't a flamboyant side, not got that much, um, pace or anything but he could have made us hard to beat yeah didn't he just no. made us boring no yeah. like oh that's wrong, mate. Enough, yeah it was nothing the like about, the best thing about the world cup was the fans that is important though i think to say because yeah. they they obviously highlighted our culture you know the welsh way yeah. and like that, been that a lot of people talking about our anthem being so strong when you see it on the world stage compared to the other yeah. ones 
and that that's really good to have put out there. I think. Yeah, that 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 makes me proud, man. That's like, like, you know, it just knocks me out. Like there was a in the first game, I think the USA game, it like the camera cut to this woman who's like crying. She's yeah, blonde. Yeah, yeah I seen it. Yeah. Like whoever she, yeah, whoever she is, I love you. Like she was just, she she did more for me than, you know that, that those kind of moments, and it's funny because of social media and because of the way the world is, those moments can mean just as much to you as an actual match. Now you know what I mean. It's like yeah. it's interesting. Definitely. Well, you know, I hope all the fans went out there enjoyed and had a good time, regardless yeah. of the results. They did us proud anyway. They did us yeah. proud. They did us proud and. I'm sure there'll be another time to look forward to and uh, we'll, uh, we'll back the boys all the way. Yeah, I'm not, to be honest, like I, as I said before, I'm, I'm a bit pessimistic. Worried. I'm a bit oh, yeah. worried is the right word. I am, I don't like to be, I never like to, I've never liked to be negative about anything. I'm just looking at it. It's just realistic, though, I think. It's not necessarily yeah. negative. Our golden yeah. generation, if you like, a lot of them are at the end. I think that's fair to yeah. say. And as much as we have got some new, exciting young players coming through, there's, there's probably only really enough to like fill a first team. And you haven't got a quality person like Bale there, like that outstanding world-class guy coming through. Um, yeah. And then if any of these first team guys are injured, it's the people behind that we haven't got the depth that other teams have. There's no, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, there's no depth. But there was also like... You know, like when um, young players come on the pitch and like they have no fear, like they're yeah. scared. That is, I don't feel like uh, the Welsh player, the young Welsh players that came on or whatever. That I don't feel like they have that feeling. It's a weird thing to say. I don't like even with that Johnson lad who was on yesterday. He was like, he looked at him and it just he just didn't look. He, he wasn't, he didn't have the juice, like, the, yeah. and that's why Ollie Cooper should have been there. Yeah, Ollie Cooper should have been there 100%. And that's why that thing that's the manager's job, though, to create that self belief in the players, yeah, and to make you know, it's like to make them feel invincible when they go on the field. That's like what he has to do. And I don't know, it just seems it's like it's not happening with uh, with him at the moment, yeah, but it's uh. It's a funny one because I just think that uh, we might be headed back into some dark days for the Welsh football. To be honest, well, let's hope like, not, and we'll continue to back them. But um, yeah, we'll see absolutely. Where it goes. I'll be standing there in my bucket hat, screaming the national anthem <laughs> as loud as anyone. But like, um, yeah, like you said, Bale is irreplaceable. I mean, he's a freak. There's only there's never been anything else like him in British football ever, and. Um, I can't see there being anything else like him ever again, can there, really? But there's, um, so it's completely irreplaceable, that aspect of it. And if you think about it, I mean, Team Gareth Bale, in it? It's a funny yeah, chant. Yeah, it was something else. It's like some sort of alien transported down from Mars, of just like faster than everyone else, stronger Strong than girl. everyone Just bad. Very, yeah. And I'm just glad that we got to see him, I guess, and pull the Welsh jersey yeah. on. Like, you talk about Ryan Giggs and whatever, but for me, Bale is 
he's going to go down as the best Welsh player. And he's the one that's got us to the tournaments. He's done the business. We've done success. You know, even though we weren't that successful this time, the Euros, especially 2016, getting to the semis. Um, yeah. All comes from him. I think he's kind of pushed the team on. Yeah. Having a good period of time where we were re- relatively successful. Yeah, relatively. It's great. Yeah, exactly. He, he gave us something to share about. And he, yeah. he, he, the passion and the way he always turned up for Wales is inspiring to so many people wanting to play football for Wales. I, yeah, no, exactly. We've never seen that attitude before. You never know. Some of the next crop is going to come through, you know, the youngsters that might have been watching him that we don't know about yet. Maybe, maybe there'll be some special talent that we will see yeah. in the next couple of years. Yeah. Maybe yeah, we'll put your not... boots back on. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be there, mate. Yeah. I'll be there. Gosh, can you imagine it? It'll be devastatingly bad, I think, now. <laughs> well, do you know what? This has been, I think, that's a good time to end. We're nearly in two hours there, so it's been a fantastic mm. conversation. I've loved having you on. Um, oh, mate, pleasure. I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll have you on again uh, if you've enjoyed. So, oh, yeah, mate, definitely have you back. So much for having me it's been such a cool experience that's all right i'll um i'll do the end now for the podcast and then if you just stay here we'll have a quick uh goodbye proper after i've ended recording but for everyone listening thank you very much for watching i'm sure to say thank you to jack for coming on you can go and check out his music um the band is called trampoline i'll just put this little uh banner back up so the new album coming out in march next year march 16th they have a new single out thinking again am i right in saying you've had another one out since that one yeah we literally had one out last friday sort me yeah, out okay there Drop. we are so there's two new songs to go listen to from the new album that will be coming out next year and then if you're interested there is also a tour in april where you can go and see jack playing his music and uh speaking his poems as well <laughs> maybe there'll be some new uh new poem about um swan's cast uh, yeah exactly <laughs> cool. so that'll be the new album as well swan's yeah, cast go for it go for it uh, but um, um yeah thank you very much for coming on really really enjoyed and for everyone to forget to subscribe to the channel let us know in the comments about what we spoke about your views and everything we touched on maybe you can tell us if you've heard or seen trampoline playing live that'll be interesting to see if anyone's gone to any of your gigs were you there at the arena when they opened the arena or perhaps radio one's big weekend you did that as well didn't you in in singleton parks so yeah yeah did you we see did. them did you see them there and uh yeah look forward to reading i wish i'll catch you on the next podcast so thank you very much again jack thank see you, you my pleasure sports social podcast network the match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.